Welcome to We Talk Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb. I'm Notch. And I'm Sasha. This week, the Courage find the knockout stage thorny. The Loons found scoring to be really hard, and Arsenal have gunned their way past City. And we're back with another episode of We Call It Soccer. We inflicted an hour and a half of our opinions on you. That's not even including the Patreon-exclusive in-depth opinions, but it was a really good hour and a half, so um, hope you had a chance to listen to it. But this week, we'll try to keep Cause, things... Cause it's all downhill from there. Right. Uh, I did feel kind of bad putting Nippon in the second half of the show, because I felt like he was the, um, the better content. And... Um, you had to get through like 45, literally like 45 minutes of us talking about MLS and NWSL to get to like, we're all going to die. And uh, that, that's what I got from him. <laughs> what, what a reward. What, 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 what? What's up? What a reward to get through. Oh, man. All this MLS talk. What's next? You're going to die. Great. Right. Yeah. So glad I did, I did that. Yeah. 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 But um, hey, but good news. The Oxford vaccine, which I think Nippon referenced on our show, uh, showed promise in its first trial so that's good uh they're saying that they are even optimistic that it might be out by september or october or i should say september in the uk they'll finish their final trials and then it might be available in the u.s as early as october so obviously it's going to be about 2025 before any of that happens cool yeah uh i wanted to ask you guys a little bit of a real question which is um Will you take the vaccine right away when it's available? Or will you wait for a little while to see if, you know, people die with taking it? Because <laughs> I told my parents about this vaccine and they were like, you should wait. Like, just see what happens. Like, they're, they're not anti-vaxxers by any means, but with any, like, new therapy or whatever, they're kind of conservative. And they're like, oh, we should see if, if stuff happens. But I'm honestly tempted to just be like, yeah, stick it in. Uh, yeah, yeah, right there. Oh, give me another one, you know. And, uh, a little early for that. Are we not using phrasing right now? Uh, no. Right, the sun, the no. sun's still up. The sun's still up. I don't know if you can say that yet. I, I, our podcast is marked ex- explicit, so it's all good. Oh, then go right ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stitch that in, yeah. Or whatever. Um, I don't want to be the first person to get the vaccine, but like, if that person's cool, like, yeah, go for it. So you want to be the I'm second down. person. Eh, maybe like seventh. Seventh. Okay. All right. That's a lucky number. You know. Yeah. Sasha, are you gonna pick a prime number too, or are you gonna disagree? I mean, I, <laughs> I want to wait because I feel like we still don't really know everything about this, and like we're learning more, like how it affects, like even people who have recovered have side effects that are like neurological. Um, so it's not just the lungs, and if a vaccine typically gives you mild symptoms, right? Um, but he says how flu vaccines work. I would want to wait a couple months. So I, do, I, I am like superstitious that there's gonna be a cru- umbrella corp like level blowback on it where it like actually just makes things worse. So we, this <laughs> this is what causes the Walking Dead for you, and and society ends, and everyone's like, oh man, if we'd only not taken this vaccine, we could be like uh, Woody Harrelson in Zombieland. And Sasha's like, that's me now. Oh yeah, dude, I, I get the sawed off shotgun. I, that's how I get on the bus. You know, they're cool with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not not I, 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 tied up in your shed with microphones taped to us and just Sasha's like oh what did you think about the soccer game last night we're just like uh, uh. right 
then Tasha goes, Atlanta United, not goes. <laughs> exactly. I, I, zombie me will <laughs> still, still in there, guys. will still hate Atlanta. Uh, one clarification, though, I should add, and I am not an epidemiologist or a vaccinologist, so whatever doctor, you know, vaccinization is that a word? It's going to be now. Um, I'm not any of those things, so go verify all this stuff. Verify the stuff that any of us are saying. But I will say uh, that I believe the Oxford vaccine is a. Um, it's not a traditional vaccine. It's it's a different type of vaccine which uses. I think it's like it's a suppository. R- <laughs> I was gonna say nanobots. <laughs> uh, no RNA. It, it basically programs the body to produce antibodies without. Um, so so it's not like dead virus. It's it's like some sort of genetic programming, if I'm not mistaken. But I'm not. I'm not 100% sure soul. about this stuff. I don't really understand the science. But it, it's so just all I'm saying is go verify this stuff when it becomes your turn to be the eighth person in line. Because, you know, the first seven, we've already got those figured out. And uh, so. So basically, what Nacho's saying is best case scenario, it'll, you know, tear you from or keep you safe from COVID. Worst case, you might become a uh, Netsman. Yeah, that's pretty cool, right? So, like, yeah. Hey, speaking Do of. Do not fact check me. Speaking of superheroes, our patrons on Patreon, thank you so much. For, for supporting our podcast. We always really appreciate what you all do uh, for us and, and, and uh, the conversations we're having on Slack. I really, we really appreciate when you when you shout out and ask us questions, when you start a discussion. It's a lot of fun. And Notch, we have a, actually a new perk for our $3 uh, subscribers to Patreon. As part of the Slack channel, we have a new channel on there called Pod Questions. You can ask a question every week. by If you submit a question by six p.m. the day we record which is tuesdays so we have some questions this week from our patreons yeah we'll get to those when we talk about minnesota united and uh as always remember that patreon also gives you some extra bonus content caleb is coming out with an episode on harvey danger and uh their album what's the name of the album where have all the merrymakers gone that one and so you'll get that if you're at certain tiers uh you get in-depth discussions that were too long for this podcast uh at other tiers so check it out check it out patreon.com slash two united fans and and join up join the fun all right with that let us move into discussing actual soccer in a segment that we call bad guys yes a segment where we discuss american soccer's bad guys the two top divisions mls and nwsl first of all let us talk about nwsl because big freaking news they're expanding to la in a it's kind of i don't know where to start because number one you got natalie portman recruiting all her friends to be uh owners uh which is super cool like having someone who's like that charismatic young and popular kind of becoming a you know a flagship owner like that you also have the youngest owner in u.s soccer history at two years old alexis ohanian jr the daughter of Alexis Hanian, co-founder of Reddit, and uh, Serena Williams, is a is a co-owner of this team. How cool is that? You grow up, and uh, when you start talking, uh, you know her first words are going to be "fire the coach," and uh, <laughs> uh, that that's vendor out. Right? <laughs> how did how did she know that? <laughs> how did she know that? Uh, so so that's really cool. I don't know if they did they announce a name for that. I don't I haven't seen the name. Just like Angel FC, or... I think it was just like the placeholder or the Twitter handle. I'm not sure if that's the official name yet, yeah. but yeah, 
when they, when they announced Natalie Portman, I was like, please have Hayden Christensen as well. It's just come on, come on, be hilarious. Are you and McGregor too? Just like, get, like, just get like, all the Star Wars cast over there. I, I just want Hayden Christensen to walk by, like, on a people playing soccer on the beach, just to, uh, <laughs> just then... He'd be in charge of the Youth Academy because that's what the young ones oh, are. No. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. You, you know, man, when they cut the Youth Academy, they really mean it there. <laughs> you know that when they, when they fail to make the playoffs, that image of uh, Padme saying, This is how. Uh, Democracy dies or whatever, you know, in 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 the movie that that's gonna get used in in the social media clips. You know that's gonna happen. So, all right, let's move on to talking about the Challenge Cup, where uh, the people who found it challenging were North Carolina. Everybody and their moms and their dads and their brothers and their sisters pick for winning this whole thing are out of the tournament. The Portland Thorns managing to knock out the reigning champs. Suffice it to say, if you pick somebody else, your chance of winning this, like a bet on this, is much higher now. Because uh, literally everybody else is gone. Yeah, Portland Thorns kind of proving that playing stage doesn't mean shit. Uh, they just <laughs> go and beat the Courage. Uh, 1-0. It was like, basically preseason. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lone goal coming from Morgan Weaver in the 68th minute, but the fact is like they held him off for 90-plus, you know, so... Props to the Thorns. That's the only time I'll say something, something nice about, about Portland. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's weird because this game was probably the biggest upset and also the only game in the knockout round so far that had a goal in it. <laughs> was that, a, that was Morton Weaver's first goal, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic time to store it. So. Yeah, seriously. If, you, if you're going to pick a moment for your first goal... Uh, the, knocking out the reigning champions that literally everybody thinks are going to win the whole thing, probably a good time to, to score. Um, let's move on to talking about the other three games all at once because Houston Dash, Utah Royals, uh, Washington Spirit, Sky Blues, and Old Rain versus Red Stars, all, as you say, Caleb, ending nil-nil. Can you tell me who's going through and on what score and penalties? The Dash... Advance past the Royals, uh, 3-2 on pens. Uh, the Spirits uh, lose to Sky Blue, 4-3. And then, really, sorry about this one, Sasha, but Ol' Rain is going back to Olympic Leon, no, uh, Seattle because um, <laughs> they're beaten by Chicago, 4-3 on penalties. So it's, it's like the kid bursts into the cottage and is like, Mama, Mama, where, where's Ol' Rain? Where's Ol' Rain? <laughs> Mama's like, uh, Papa took Ol' Rain behind the shed. Sonny, all right, <laughs> all right, is going to that uh, stable in the sky. Uh, so, and, and there's a new team then that's brought in, and Timmy becomes a fan of the racing Louisville, basically. <laughs> um, uh, did I did I do a good impression of a of a homely Southern accent from the 30s there? I hope I did. That was Actually, good. yes. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. If you ever want to pull that out again, yeah. go for it. Yeah. So, okay, okay. We, we've got the Thorns, Dash, Sky Blue, and Chicago. What are our thoughts for the next stage of this tournament, which begins, I believe, tomorrow. So, by the time you'll listen to this, maybe some of you uh, will already know some of this, so you can laugh at our wrong predictions. Honestly, I just want goals. 
like plural, <laughs> like more than one would be great. <laughs> um, I think Chicago, I have gone past Sky Blue just as they've looked more dangerous on the attack. The sharpness hasn't been there, but I think if they're going to iron out their finishing, they'll advance. And Thorns and Dash, I, I just have no idea. They both, Dash had a hot start to the tournament, and Portland kind of just tumbled through aimlessly, then they beat the best team in the league. So I have no idea. Uh, I'll say Thorns. I'm going to say, and this is like, just because we're throwing the rule book out, possibly the lowest ranked team or like the worst team in this is going to win it all. The Dash. They're going to upset everyone. Because <laughs> like they went from like scoring three goals in a like 3-3 draw with Utah Royals to, I don't know, making it this far. So who knows? Yeah, I, I think I think the dash come into this with with some momentum. Um, and while the thorns have have pulled off a major upset, I I really think that this this new look dash have something to prove. Um, and uh, and I, I agree with you. I, th- I think they're they're gonna go through. Um, Sky Blues, I just want them to win. I I, I want them to win. I don't know if they will because Caleb, like you said, uh, the momentum and and kind of past history suggests that the Red Stars have it in them. But like, I how cool would it be to see the Sky Blues take get to the final and take this tournament, given everything that's happened to them in the past years? Like that that would just be wonderful. So I want them to win. All right, let's uh, move on to discussing uh, Major League Soccer. I believe they call it MLS or DMLS or LMLS. Uh, Are there other... What's LMLS? Huh? What's LMLS? I don't know. What does that stand for? Uh, Is that what the kids are testing each other nowadays? Is that a street drug? I guess L in, in Spanish is like Mr., isn't it? Or what is it? Is it the... I don't know. I don't know Spanish, guys. Das MLS. Would that be correct? I don't know. Is it is it gender neutral? I think I it don't is. know. I I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, before we we get off on too much of a linguistic tangent, let us bring ourselves back in because MLS this week was bonkers town. I don't think I've seen a week of games that are so screwy in their score lines. Um, I didn't add up how many goals we've seen in the last seven days, but uh, I I believe the proper count is a metric fuckton. And uh, we should so 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 let let's jump in with Orlando City playing NYCFC, and if it wasn't enough that a lot of goals had been scored, also a few results that just kind of boggle the damn mind. This being one of them, Orlando City somehow going past New York three one. What? Yeah, I guess Orlando does get home field advantage, even though they're not playing in their stadium. I don't know how they're at like the top of their group, but. Mickey Mouse shows up in the opposing team's dressing rooms with lead pipe and says, Oh, oh, if any of you want to screw with my team, you're going to deal with me afterwards. They let me into all the rooms in this joint. I own this place. I own you. So that's, I believe, how it happens. Are are we going to get sued by Disney? I, I don't know. I mean... I mean that was live audio we got. That wasn't any like impression. Right, that was, right. Believe, we live audio that was leaked directly to two United fans. Correct, correct. Yes. So yes. Glad it was Mickey and but, not like Daffy Duck or something. Although those aren't Disney characters. So well, yeah, it'd be Donald. Right. How dare you? Right. Sorry. Um, anyway, so <laughs> yeah. back to the game. Uh, Chris Miller 
Mueller, Miller, Mueller, Mueller, uh, Mueller. Mueller mewling in two goals uh, within 10 minutes from close range. Yeah, what is that, Notch? Uh, is that a filling? A crown? Is that uh, cleaning? <laughs> a mouth guard? What? What? I, d- I don't know. I don't know. You're right. It is a mouth guard. Aha. Okay. <laughs> mouth guard. Cool. Stores a mouth guard. Um, but the good news for NYCFC is that they stored the first MLS stole in 2020. And it was a fantastic half volley from Jesus Medina. Cannonball shot so, uh, they, to the top corner. Yeah. So that one, you know. Yay. It was, wasn't enough. Just Tesho Atendele eventually sealed the dame late on. And New York City FC really haven't looked that good in MLS all year. I um, they played, you know, four five games now, but yeah, they haven't looked that good. Something I just remembered, uh, I should probably mention this before, but um there have been on, there has been on Twitter an ex employee of NYCFC making allegations that um some sexual harassment from a prominent former player uh, was brushed underneath the carpet by NYCFC. The tweets were, um, I don't know if I should say corroborated or at least agreed with by a another person named Zito, on, uh, who's a reliable soccer commentator, was also this person's co-worker. Um, it's very disturbing allegations that have been made, and uh, I'm surprised this issue isn't being talked about more or that there hasn't been any word that there will be uh, investigation or anything like that. So, I don't know, maybe this is a story that might uh, develop. This ex-player is no longer with NYCFC. Um, So, anyway, it's just quite shocking. I'm surprised this hasn't. We're just hearing about this now, but um, yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's keep moving. If anything happens with that story, we will let you know. Uh, Philadelphia Union playing Inter-Miami on uh, Tuesday... Uh, this was a this was the Orlando New York City game was happening as we recorded last week. This game happening right afterwards. Uh, Philadelphia getting the two one win against Inter Miami. Yeah, they start off hot with uh, the youngster Kai Wagner scores from outside the box, uh, but Miami responds like who else but Pizarro? You know their DP. He gets one in thirty sixth minute. Pizarro is really their only. Attacking threat early, if you think about it, he's stored most of their goals, and he's a like he's supposed to be like this box to box midfielder. Yep, um, he's box to box, and has to play you know central attacking mid. Yeah, <laughs> so probably part of the problem stems from there that the midfielders their top goal store. Um, unfortunately for Miami, they turned out their first MLS point after Tasper Prisbilto, which is a great name. Uh, Scores in the 63rd minute after a perfectly executed counterattack by Philadelphia. Let's move on to talking about a comeback game. The Cardiac Earthquakes. Makes them sound... Cardiac Earthquake is like pretty devastating sounding, you know? Actually, I saw them at Riot Fest. They're pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, they opened for Rise of Dance. Mosh Pit was fucking off the hook. Uh, Whitecaps <laughs> going down four. The ground is literally shaking. <laughs> uh, they made waves. Uh, for the Whitecaps going down four three 
<laughs> to the earthquakes. Uh, the the quakes managing to surf this one out. Uh, Ali Adnan though opening the scoring for the Whitecaps. Vancouver gets a, a two on nil breakaway, and Judson puts the ball into his own net for their second goal. And then Christian Dijome intercepts a weak pass from Daniel Vega, the the Quakes keeper, and scores to put the Whitecaps three nil up. Before, actually, it was three one, but by, by the the sixtieth minute, because uh, Andy Rios had got one in um, and, and stoppage time in the first half, but still three one. The score, and you know, at that point, if you're a Quakes fan, you're put you're slowly putting your shirt back on, you're wiping the paint off your face, <laughs> you're apologizing for all the expletives you've said in front of your children, and uh, you don't own a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get angry tweets from the ultras, dude. I'm gonna get angry tweets from the ultras. They they have to figure out how to work their podcast app first. I'm not too worried. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so three one. What happens next? Uh, Chris Wondolowski happens. Hundred and sixty fourth ever MLS goal. Wait, do you, do you need uh, me to come header. and do the Heimlich? You're praising Wando. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's praising. Uh, quarantine has tra- changed all of us. Notch. <laughs> um, <laughs> did a lot of. Uh, Digging deep on my own psyche and how I was treating Wando, and uh, yeah, he deserved it. But I know I'm going to be a better man and just move on. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the right the entire time. That's what I came up with. <laughs> As Waldo Alanis equalizes, and there were so many goals in these highlights. I wrote down, I don't remember how, but he stores. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, everything really before Chase Salinas gets kind of wiped out of the mind after that one. Right. Yeah, his his goal was the most improbable of them all. Really, uh, he was defending the ball, tattled in the box, the ball deflects off his own chest, then right down to his feet again. He just shoots it. Oh, here it is, and just scores. I I'm pretty sure when they were celebrating that goal, Salinas's uh, stoppage time winner, they. Someone grabbed the like little magic spray that the trainers use and was just spraying it in the air because I was like, "There's a bunch of smoke, kind of like it looks like you know in, in the winter when people are breathing really heavily." And that's not you know, it's not winter in Orlando. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Actually, not that was li- that was Lysol. Lysol. <laughs> yeah, just keep disinfecting. Disinfecting. Yeah, stay yeah, safe, everybody. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So good job, Quakes. Uh, now for the uh, pornographic segment of this podcast where um i bring in a few towels because oh boy oh boy atlanta turn united for, turn for video please <laughs> just 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 audio only we're, we're on a zoom call and we can see everything i got a new so. camera too it's hd uh the uh atlanta united playing the worst team in the league cincinnati and managing to lose one nil cincinnati <laughs> ah, and then atlanta getting two red cards not just one I thought it was pretty funny when they got the one. They got the second. It is hilarious. I am so happy about this. Fuck you, Atlanta United. Go home and cry about it. I, I watched this entire game because I was home from work because I didn't want to work on my birthday. So I'm like, nah, I'm taking off. And this is like the best birthday present ever. Not true. Uh, just best birthday present I've been given by someone who's not related to me or married to me. There, cover on my bases. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but uh, after the red card, it was basically 
you know how when uh, soccer players fight on the pitch, so it's just like a bunch of like useless shoving, and sometimes they'll put their heads together. That's basically what the two teams did for seventy-four minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, eh, push, 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 and then Frankie Maya finally scored a wonder goal for his first goal for Cincinnati, and then started just same thing. Then JJ Williams kicked out at Kendall Waston in the hundredth minute, and yeah, Atlanta had a full-blown Montreal-style meltdown. It was great to see. Yeah, yeah, it, it really. I mean, I uh, I was I was working, and uh, I started getting and tweets and i was like what the fuck is happening right now and yeah i had to turn the vpn off for a couple of minutes and celebrate because uh yeah that was that was beautiful beautiful i have never felt so good tweeting out pictures of oasis lyrics because i you know even (laughs) i have tweeted out wonderwall lyrics before and it's felt great but nothing felt so good as to fucking rub champagne supernova into atlanta united's little face and then, you know, we had an Atlanta fan on our replies, like, talking trash. And it just made me feel better because I knew I had got to one person. I I feel <laughs> bad, though. I don't I don't want their fans to suffer. I, I've said this before. The fans are great people. But, man, I hate that team. Jeez. Such a... So happy to see them lose. Hope it happens again tonight. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on. All right. Can you put your pants back down? Yeah, please? I will. I, I, I did get these sweatpants <laughs> for easy access. Okay. Um... Let's move on to talk about Montreal versus Toronto. The Canadian Derby held in Orlando. Toronto managing to to beat their French-Canadian cousins 4-3. Another one of those bonkers-ass games. Yeah, I don't think anyone could have predicted that it would be this high a scoring, but it was. Partially due to Pozuelo, who got three assists. Richie Lorea uh, started Toronto off in the eighth minute. He jukes, uh, jukes the defender and snicks the ball past the up. Uh, Montreal equalizes uh, six minutes later. Kiero ties it up. It's a long pass and just smokes Omar Gonzalez. But Ayo Akinola, who should have been the man of the match, uh, continues his hot streak with a hat trick, including two goals in 12 minutes in the first half. He He's tied for like the golden boot at this point, right? With uh, Rossi? Yep. I think maybe Zardes too is up there. No, I don't but, think yeah, who, 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 he's actually kind of tall. Like six foot <laughs> one, maybe. Uh, so, <laughs> Akinola, but Akinola came out of nowhere. Now he's like getting men's national team buzz, which, sure, why not? So, uh, Diego Rossi with six goals in number one, Io Akinola five in second, and Giassi's artist and Chris Mueller tied for third and fourth with uh, four goals each. It's only one name in there you would have expected at the start of the season to be. Correct. Correct. All right. Uh, let's. Uh, let's. Did, did 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 you have anything more to say about this game? Um, Lawrence Simon is past his prime. He gave away a penalty late. It ended up not mattering. But he. I don't know why he stayed subbed on late. Yeah, because he's slow. And not good. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you know, for him, it's probably CPL or US all time. I think CPL probably better, but uh, we'll see what happens because he. I feel like we've been saying this increasingly over the last two years that he's he's kind of been making more and more mistakes, and uh, it's become quite clear. But uh, Crew playing New York Red Bulls, Crew getting the two nil win with goals from Zardes and Zelarayan. Uh DC United playing New England, getting the one one tie. 
Uh, the 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 goal, the first goal in this game, coming in the fifty-first minute from Adam Buxa, uh, who placed it well to keep the ball away from Bill Hamid. But uh, a massive error, giving DC United the tie. Uh, horrible back pass by uh, Nick Carter, Standin, Antonio Menard, De, De La Mea. Um, and Higuain, with a second time in two games, just an easy goal. Aren't, aren't the ba- tie it. Backstreet Boys from Florida? So maybe, maybe there's just something in the water that makes you I've... bleach your hair. <laughs> That's actually how the, how the showers are at uh, MLS's back. Yeah, they just, they just have bleach mixed in. <laughs> Dude, you all have frosted tips now. <laughs> yeah. You all have frosted tips now. Uh, SKC coming up against Colorado in the same group as Minnesota United. And SKC getting the 3-2 win. Can you believe it? This time the red guards go into Colorado who got both Danny Wilson and Jack Price sent off. Mr. Uh, Wilson is sent off for putting both hands around Kiri Shelton and and uh, having a denying the goal-scoring opportunity. Uh, and then finally, Jack Price getting sent off for dissent. One of the stupidest ways to get sent off in a game. Calling the ref something or another. So, uh, the SKC managing, though, to to turn things to their advantage. Uh, yeah, once they got, you know, um, two men up, like, they, it should have been clear that they were, were going to win. But, however, Colorado was still with only nine men were able to score in the 84th minute. That goal going by... From Jonathan Lewis. Uh, yeah, he beats all four KC defenders. I don't know. <laughs> well, and and it took a Graham Zuzi kind of magic um, to to win this game for SKC because, and I mean literal magic because there was a st- stupendous deflection that goes up in the air and uh, William Yarbrough manages to maybe get like a hand to it, but it's he's obviously too far forward to keep it out, and that gets uh, SKC the winner. So, yeah, woof, what a game. And, uh, of course, we played the Crapids this week, tomorrow. So maybe by the time you listen to this, you've, uh, you know what happens. But uh, hey, let's, let's move into a segment that we call Some Might Say. In this sub-segment, we talk about Minnesota United FC and find a few things we might want to say about them. Uh, This week, we really struggled with that because they played RSL. And let's just put it this way. If you want to find a way to fall asleep, find a recording of this game. Just put it on. Out like a light. No more insomnia. This, you know, more important than the COVID vaccine is this cure for insomnia. (laughs) Developed by 22 MLS players in 90 minutes last Friday. I was so hyped for this game because it came off the craziness of that Colorado game. I'm like, what's going to happen? Like, what could the scoreline be? Like, who's going to get a red? Because so far, like, there's been two games with reds in this group. And then we get, like, the nil-nil draw. <laughs> yeah, what's going to happen? Nothing. Aw. Um, I mean, the best part of this game is that we now have visual proof that Thomas Chacon exists, is on the team, and can play soccer, and that Heath knows who he is. So that's cool. Also, we got a little bit of insight into his personality. He's a he's a scrappy dude. He yeah, likes to he, pick yeah. fights with dudes who are way bigger than him. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, Which isn't that hard because he's shorter than everybody. On the- uh, <laughs> I mean, the yeah, hair adds like half a foot, right? Yeah, but he's still shorter than Finley with the hair. 
Yeah, he's still like four foot nine in real life, you know. Uh, so, but it was good to see good old Chum- Tommy Chax in there. He uh, he he was uh, he had he had a few good moves. I liked it. Um, of a few injury notes, Kevin Molino came off at halftime with a hamstring strain. Uh, Mason Toy did not play this game. Uh, Luis Amaria did come on in the second half, but uh, I don't think he managed to do much of significance, and which led Chris to ask us a question about whether we should be worried about Amaria and and the fact that he's scoreless uh, in this tournament. Of course, just the one game, but uh, I mean, you know, it's it's one of those situations where he scored twice before the before COVID. He's he's hurt and not playing at a hundred percent. I I'm not terribly surprised uh that he that he's not you know doing the heroics yet what do you guys think i think we're safe amarillo when i watch him play when i saw him in portland he has that hunter instinct and he had that like in preseason i think once he's fully fit you he'll be back to scoring goals because he has that like i said instinct just like wandalowski does so does zardes like i think he can keep him down i think he needs more minutes to get into a game um Especially now, because he's not match sharp. He missed the first one through a injury in, during warm-ups and only came on for, like, what, 20 minutes in this game? Didn't really have that much time to get into the game and get warm. Although it was, like, probably, what, 95 degrees on there? So he was probably warm, just not the way we wanted him to be. Um, I think just like any other team, we're lacking sharpness, and that's what's why we're lacking goals, really. I mean, we saw... In the first game, Aaron Schoenfeld hit the post. We saw in this game, Robin Lude hit the crossbar. You know, it just that little bit of sharpness we, that we could have, um, that we might have at this point if this was a at this point of the season, if this was a regular season, that we just don't have right now. We're yeah. basically back in preseason in these group stage games because of the long layoff. So I'm not too worried about Amaria. I want him to to play. I think in this next game, just to give him a run out, give him some more time to get used to the weather running around out there and get some more minutes on those legs with the team. Now, Chris also asked us, what can what change can we make to the lineup to get Robin Lerd more productively involved since it's apparently one of Newton Newton's laws of physics that he played the whole game? Um, play him in the middle. That's where he plays with Finland, where he's a national team starter. At that 10 spot, and with Molino out, that's where he should be starting. Um, I'd either have him in the middle, and then probably Finley, and either uh, Raheem or Chacon on the left. But let Lude be in the middle without that much, so he doesn't have that as much defensive responsibilities as he would on the wing. So on the first game, he kind of left uh, Chase out to dry a couple times. Luckily, Chase recovered. But on that first goal for Kansas City, that's what happened. Chase was left alone to be on the side all by himself because Robin Lude likes to cut in to the middle. So just start him there. Start him there. Let him work in the middle. Let him not have to run around as much. And maybe he can you know, dictate the game better from there if he's already in the middle instead of cutting in. And he did get to play a little bit in the middle towards the end of this game and... and- Played, it was it was a better showing uh, at that point. Uh, Mike asking us, what do you think of Jose Aha's performance in place of Opara? I would say we haven't really noticed him, which is exactly what you want 
from your center back, replacement center back. You don't want him making mistakes. We've seen one of those already uh, from Boxel. Uh, that was that was kind of hard to see. Uh, we don't and and credit to Boxel. I don't I don't want to be like I'm disparaging him, but you notice when a mistake is made. You don't notice when someone's just being serviceable. And Jose Aja is definitely serviceable. I think yeah, solid backup and dangerous on set pieces going forward, which. You want him to be invisible at the back and then a threat in the opposing box. And that's what he's been so far. Second question from Mike. Also, what happened to Mason Doy? Is it time to panic on him? I mean, I have no. a little bit of panic. And I don't want to incite you know, mass panic because that's what we love to do. But no, I'm Rhea, And then, like, toy injured and not looking as, like, as threatening as he usually is on the pitch i don't know i'd be concerned uh he uh i'm not concerned at all he's young he's what 21 if that he's had what 55 minutes or something like that on of play in mls this season he just needs time to build that match hard missed it is legend underneath him and yeah it'll we saw his, his capabilities last year and maybe some more confidence. Maybe he said get an easy goal or something like that to play a little better. But he's had 55 minutes. They were poor. Don't get me wrong. They were poor. But it's not anything to hashtag panic about yet. Yeah, I, I think for me, the um, the worry will come in when if he's not able to get fit towards the end of this tournament um, and, and we're not able to see more of him. So... Uh, let's uh, let's move on to talk about Portland versus Dynamo. The Timbers beating Houston two one. The one that got away. Yep. Um, Jeremy Bobbsey with an absolute laser to open the scoring. God, I hope we. I hope I don't know how we managed to get him, ever. <laughs> but I really want him in Minnesota so bad. I just want to watch him play. I, I want to. He's so so awesome. I think this calls for a heist. <laughs> you guys, we need, we need eight other people. I've learned this from the one heist movie I watched. I feel like making kidnapping jokes about Portland right now is kind of like dicey. <laughs> it's not kidnapping. It's a, it's a heist. But also, he's in Orlando, so it's five? <laughs> really? Really? Yeah. If we're taking him out no. of Orlando, we're saving, we're saving him. <laughs> we should have to trick him to get on the wrong plane so he goes to Minnesota so, instead. Like, oh, you're here now. Can't leave because of, you know quarantine whoops uh, I, I see you guys want uh, uh, hey Bobsy what are you willing to uh, trade to the mouse uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, anyway uh, Diego Valeri hitting the inside of the right post and getting the goal Villafania handles the ball in the box Albert at least converts the handball before then immediately getting two yellows in two minutes to get sent off uh, was a roller coaster of a ride in the last five minutes for Albert at least oh yeah <laughs> so the the Houston comeback short lived. Uh, something else that was short lived was um, LA Galaxy's pride. It lasted uh, yeah just about six minutes into this game uh, because LAFC beating LA Galaxy six two in the Trafico. Uh, the first goal by by LAFC actually not LA Galaxy despite it going on the scoreboard for LA Galaxy. LAFC getting the own goal 
Because, you know, they weren't happy scoring six goals for themselves. They had to give one for the Galaxy as well. <laughs> yeah, th- this was just uh, showing about a- of how bad the Galaxy defense is and how good the LFC uh, offense is, even without Carlos Vela. It's insane. They've scored nine goals so far this tournament without the MVP. So that's scary. Terrifying. It might be a candidate for the <sighs> Patrick Ewing theory? Question mark? Uh I mean, but yeah, uh, De Rossi with four goals, which is a double brace. Mouth guard. Uh, it, you said mouth guard. Double mouth guard. <laughs> I thought it was a super hat trick, but uh, is it a, like a special hat? Special. <laughs> it's one of those with the propeller on top. <laughs> they have a lot of those at the Magic Kingdom. I can tell you, I, I bought one of them when I was a. Eight-year-old or other, my parents did. I wasn't trusted with currency back then in the United States. But uh, <laughs> can you imagine an eight-year-old just like, yes, my wallet out, yes. Right. I mean, here's fifty dollars. It's eight-year-old like, notch. It's probably a money clip. Come on. Like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, kid, this is Monopoly money. Right. Sure, sure, it is. Just give me the hat. <laughs> I still have one of my most enduring memories from my visit to Disney. I was walking up to my dad, and being like. Dad, dad, and Marathi, and this person turning around, it's not my dad. Oh, no. <laughs> no. So embarrassing. Anyway, uh, Bradley Wright Phillips getting the goal as well. And to your point, Caleb, how dangerous LAFC are looking. Rossi, good. Vela, not here, but also good. Bradley Wright Phillips, we know he's good. Now he's scoring. What the hell, y'all? I mean, jeez. Jeez. I, I just hope the rest of the league can catch up by next year. Huh? Um... Mohamed El- and I hope that. You- oh, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say Mohamed El Munir getting a screamer from outside the box into the back of the net, in the 80th minute to round out this game. Yeah. Uh, who's the goalkeeper again for Galaxy? I don't like him. I, don't, I remember that. Uh, stupid. Former LA uh, San Jose. Bingham. Guy. Uh, what's his name? Bingham. Bingham. I want to say Beckham. That was that's wrong. Bingham is a bad goalkeeper. This. Doesn't prove it, but it's just exhibit, I don't know, double G. Exhibit six, in, I think. Yeah. And how uh, bad he is as a goalkeeper. Hey, guys, why don't we take a break right here? We shall return with more Recall at Soccer. Mostly MLS stuff still, but uh, we shall return. <laughs> Welcome back to We Call It Soccer, where our break time discussion was serious soccer content that is very serious in serious times. Let us continue to talk about uh, Das MLS, where Chicago played San Jose and Wando continuing his run with a 2 0 drubbing of Chicago. Yeah, Calvo was uh, directly responsible for uh, the first goal going in. He lets Christian Espinosa just go past him, beat him off the ball, and Christian Espinosa puts it away in 56 minutes. Uh, Wando then was subbed in, I think, in like the 81st or 82nd minute, and then a minute later instantly scores. Who would have thought the leading scorer for uh, San Jose would have come on and scored? Uh, fantastic cross by from Fierro. Um <clears throat> He should have put that on a postage stamp in the box. He also had, like... Also helped. Yeah, he times space to take it and also helped that out of the three defenders around Wado, two of them moved and one of them was behind him. 
So. But two of them didn't move, and one of them was behind them moving. So. It's. I. I struggle with my emotions with Francisco Calvo at Chicago because, like, he's gone. I, I, we shouldn't obsess, but at the same time, he's so bad. <laughs> like, I feel like nearly every week we're talking about him being responsible for some goal or another, and it's just like it's a slow motion train wreck that you're watching. You know, I wouldn't obsess over it like we do if he had left gracefully, but he had that. Uh, interview where he trashed Adrian Heath and the team for treating him like garbage after his red card against Toronto and stuff like that. And right. So it's like, you know what? You can just have, you know, all the goals and be all at, at fault for them. And I do not care. Well, and the like fucking hand gesture that he did when they when his team scored on us the first time that he came back, if you remember that. I do not. Uh, the one where he was like, Oh, you know. And uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So I okay. Thanks for making me feel better. Hey, if speaking of feeling better, Sasha, you must be feeling great. Your Sounders three nil winners against Vancouver. Yeah, uh, every goal scorer finally waking up and realizing they're the current champions. Um, first goal comes from Nicholas Wojero. He gets a penalty because Jordan Morris forced a handball in the box. Uh, second goal comes from Jordan Morris, who just runs it up the left, gets in, and puts it away easily to the left side. Um, big note in this game, Vancouver's second string keeper got injured. He, he fractured his thumb. He had to come off, and yeah, you should see him on the sideline. He had to cut the glove off because he couldn't get it off himself. They had to put in their third string goalkeeper, Thomas Hassall, who's 21 years old, who instantly had to block a shot from Rui Diaz. You know, props to him. I'll, I'll say it. Like, he came out and stopped reading his from, like, making it 4-0. Um. Yeah. Their uh, usual backup, uh, back in Canada due to death in the family, so our thoughts with, are with Brian Meredith. Um, but Vancouver in kind of a weird spot where they can't bring Meredith back due to the bubble rules. Propose obviously can't put a glove on, that, or they can't find a glove that fits him, even at Disney World. He think Mickey Mouse's gloves would fit him, but they, <laughs> they don't. Um, or at least Goofy's, you know? His hands are huge. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure but, uh, Dom Dwyer's Goofy. Uh, another major... <laughs> hey, don't, don't, besmirch, don't besmirch Goofy like that. He's my favorite. <laughs> Dom Dwyer's more like... Shitty. Is that a dwarf? <laughs> I don't know. I, it's been a long time since I've seen Snow White. Okay. All right, Sasha, you were saying something? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to say the other big, like, big injury. And, like, this kind of is like noteworthy because I've never seen it done right was that Ariago was taken off uh, for a concussion check. He was not brought back on. He was subbed out um, properly. Uh, he took a, like a slam to the side of the head and you see it and so did the ref that he, he like he's not walking properly as soon as he takes the hit. So first time in any league I've seen the concussion protocol if used properly. Let us move on to talking about Inter-Miami versus NYCFC. Uh, the Pigeons getting a 1-0 win against Miami, making Miami the first MLS team to lose their first five games in their first season. Uh, Each of those losses by a single goal. Uh, This is pretty shocking given how much Inter-Miami has spent, and I think I'd like to have a conversation about this, like you suggested, Caleb, uh, in our in-depth podcast discussion because this whole Miami situation has been a complete train wreck and it's not just this season it's been a train wreck for a while so uh, go and listen to our Patreon in-depth discussion uh, if you if you have access to it if you don't uh, consider 
joining the tier that gets you that. But um, within this game, it's is he $5? $5. Is he to Tajuri Shradi uh, getting the one goal and uh, Juan Agadella getting sent off for a second yellow uh, for Inter Miami? Philadelphia Union played Orlando City uh, yesterday, getting a 1 1 draw. Uh, Union went up against the run of play due to a fantastic pass from Badoya, who pulled in uh, Moutinho, which left Ilsenio wide open, uh, dinked the pass over to Ilsenio, Ilsenio scores the goal. Uh, but then who else but uh, Nani? Omeva Mu Shindaru. And, and, you know, that's like anime moment, I feel like, in every Orlando City game where a cross comes in from the left. All those, like, it has, like, waves on the ground. And then the guy goes up with his anime hair and heads the ball in, uh, which, which was uh, Pereira in this in this game. And, yeah, so... Um, yeah, this group finishing off with Orlando and Philly at the top. Um, Orlando actually looked like a better team. Like, Andre Blake kept it 1-1, and Philly is lucky that it ended in a draw, in my opinion. But Philly's also, like, probably pretty happy that Andre Blake's back to his uh, Golden Glove winning form back in 2016. He had a total off years, and now it looks like he's back to the player he was back then. Um, there was a game this morning, Toronto and New England, but it was nil-nil, so did it Did it happen? No one really knows. Nobody knows. Nobody, Nobody knows. knows. Hey, we uh, wanted to talk about USL, but then we noticed there are eight different groups um, and they're all playing different <laughs> games and there's a lot happening. And it, honestly, you know, it's it's hard to get over the, the people in stands kind of situation. So go look at the table. When something really interesting happens that needs to be talked about, we'll bring it to you on this podcast. But uh, for now, yeah, let's just uh, leave it at that. Yeah, guys, you okay with that? Yeah. Yeah, yep. League One coming back uh, this week. It's match week. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about uh, English soccer. Uh, let's move into the segment that we call the ludicrous display. Ray, he's kicked the ball. <laughs> now the ball's over there. The thing about the Premier League is that they always try to walk it in. And in this segment, we talk about the latest from the United Kingdom. First of all, Premier League news. Champions League spots up for grabs and some already grabbed. Yeah, Liverpool. Yeah, uh, go for it. No, no, no. Go ahead. I, I want to hear someone else say it. Okay, <laughs> Liverpool as champions have clinched number one. Manchester oh, City. Yeah. <laughs> Manchester City have also locked in their spot in second place, and because their band got overturned, uh, they'll they'll get to be in Champions League next year. Leicester, Chelsea, Manchester United, and Wolves are still fighting for a spot. Man U, with two games in hand on Leicester, could ease and only one point behind, could easily uh, steal it from them. Burnmouth, Watford, and Aston Villa are fighting for survival in the relegation oh, zone, or just above it. Right now, uh, Aston Villa is above Watford and Bournemouth. They're tied on points with Watford above them on goal difference. Uh, Aston Villa has negative 26 goal difference. Watford, negative 27. So the one goal they got against so just Arsenal barely. today makes the difference. And, <laughs> and the four goals that Watford shipped against Man City today as well. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. But luckily for Watford, they play Arsenal in the final day, so this should be fine. <laughs> That's uh, about right. <laughs> big piece of news coming in from the championship, which is that Leeds United have been promoted. 
they had a big weekend every single day. They they heard something new. They heard they were promoted. They won the league. Then they heard uh, I forget the third piece of news that they heard, but it was really good news too. And um, yeah, it's it's incredible. Sixteen long years. I was eighteen. I remember Leeds playing in the Premier League, being this kind of like team that everybody hated. They had a massive rivalry with Manchester United. Uh, that Tony Yeboah goal uh, being probably one of the best things besides them winning the league that they did in the Premier League. So go watch that if you need a reminder of how league good leads used to be. Financial problems dragging them down into the lower leagues. The last 16 years have been their worst ever performance in the history of the club. Leeds United, of course, being an incredibly successful club in English history. So you get the feeling somewhat that this was kind of preordained. Leeds had to make it back to the Premier League at some point. However, recent years, especially their ownership foibles, had left them, uh, at least their own fans, wondering if it would ever happen. Uh, they have one of the coaches' coaches in Marcelo Bielsa at the the club at the moment. This is the guy that Guardiola worships. Um, and most other coaches who, know what, who are famous... Successful coaches all worship the ground Vielsa walks on. And so it's going to be interesting because at the one hand, you're like, these days the, the income disparities in the Premier League are so big that when a team comes up, it's very easy for them to go straight back down. But you can really see Leeds are one of those teams that's able, I think, to go to the transfer market and tell a player, you're going to come and play at Leeds under Bielsa. Um, and... Yeah, he's the guy who Alexis Sanchez credits for kickstarting his career with Nunes coaching at Chile. Um, the guy that Nicholas Pepe credits for kickstarting his career when he's at Lille. Um, brought him into Lille as well. Just a bunch of players who were... Uh, Lerma, who's now at uh, Southampton, credited him for bringing him up to speed and being a better player. Andre Herrera, uh, America Laporte. Like, these, all these young players that were with Marco Bielsa that became you know, reached their potential and then exceeded it underneath him. And if you're a young player, unpromising player, like, I don't know, maybe Weston McKinney, I don't know, he's going to leave Schalke for sure. Why not see what Bielsa can do for you? Yeah. I mean, this is so, so it's going to be interesting to see what, uh, what leads are able to achieve in the Premier League. And I'm just glad that they'll remove that stupid... Uh, commentary from FIFA every time Leeds play, uh, you know, Clyde tells he's like, Leeds United, well, you know, they used to be really good and then blah, 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 blah. Um, and <laughs> yeah, so anyway. Uh, any, uh, oh yeah, there, there's that FA Cup final. Yeah, I almost <clears throat> skipped over that. Uh, Sasha, you want to you wanna give us a little bit of a idea of what's going on there? Yeah, this is going to be a very original FA Cup final. Oh wait, no, it's the exact repeat of last year, Chelsea versus Arsenal. Uh, hopefully it's not the same result, but I have a feeling it will be. And that kind of proves that any garbage team can make it to the FA Cup final. That's August 1st. Yeah, Arsenal <laughs> beating Manchester City. Yeah, they can beat Manchester City and Liverpool and then lose to Aston Villa all within like a week or two weeks. How? Yeah, um, <laughs> David Luiz actually Classic making an Arsenal. appearance uh, before David Lewis back very quickly after that and you just never know you know it's it's very funny um kind of bonkers on but i think there is some agreement that Mikel arteta has made arsenal a better team 
and that maybe it's going to take some uh, rebuilding time for them to truly bounce back. Would you agree? Yeah. But it'd be cool if we started that rebuild with, like, a piece of silverware, even if it's just the FA Cup. I, I mean, I, I think it would be cool if you all started that with a new owner, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have to cheer for Chelsea Dezada's Taylor's favorite team. So, sorry, Sasha. That's fine. All right. <laughs> you, you pick winners. <laughs> uh, let us move into a segment that we call They Don't Call It Soccer in brackets. Some do, though, where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world we haven't talked about already. Uh, Real Madrid... Won La Liga, what a shock and surprise and yay, hooray. I bet their fans are overjoyed and thrilled. Good good for them, yay, hooray. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have much to... I mean, it, it, yeah. Yeah, it's like the Bayern Munich story, right? Even even in the seasons when they're total trash, they still end up winning because that's, that's La Liga for you. Hey, UEFA Champions League, we, we referenced it a little while back in terms of next year, but this year's isn't over yet, and it comes back in August. That's nuts. Yeah, it's come back August 8th. Uh, eight teams still have to play the second leg of the round of 16, including Chelsea and Bayern, Real Madrid and Man City, uh, I think Barcelona, and others. but yeah, big names still have to play. This is uh, a lot of people saying Atalanta's best shot at uh, winning the tournament. Uh, unfortunately, those hopes getting a major, major uh, stab today uh, with uh, their loss to Bologna. Uh, Gasparini got sent off in there. So uh, we'll have to see what, what the, that's, of course, in Serie A, but we'll have to see what happens uh, with this team, what kind of momentum they take into the Champions League because. Uh, this kind of interrupted tournament where there's going to be single legs. That's the kind of thing where, you know, like we saw with the Thorns and Courage, you can see a, an underdog like Atlanta, like bouncing off uh, some more important story teams. Uh, their first game um, coming up is going to be against uh, PSG in the Champions League in the quarterfinal. So I, I think that's that's a winnable game for them because, uh, you know, PSG haven't played in, uh, I don't even know how long. They've been playing friendlies recently to try and get some fitness. So I'm hoping I'm hoping Atalanta takes it all the way. And that is the only Atalanta that I support. All right. Any other soccer news you guys would like to discuss? Seeing shaking heads, which are not good for podcasts. <laughs> um, sorry, sorry. No worries. Well, let me, let me, uh, let me. No. That, thank you, thank you very much. Um, yeah. Let me tell you, the listeners, to please help us propagate this podcast. Tweet about us in effusive terms. Uh, we'll make like uh, those lame Twitter accounts that that you know retweet every single last bit of praise about them. You know, it's extraordinarily annoying to go to your Twitter feed and see like. 30 tweets about the same thing but hey we'll do it if you tweet at us so tell your friends to listen to this podcast post about us on reddit if you will maybe maybe not i don't know if you're on reddit but uh yeah help us help us build a community and thank you again to our patrons on patreon specifically thank you to our league commissioner tier patron eric olsen we do appreciate you and the support you give to this podcast not just on patreon but also through emotional support to your two sons who are my co-hosts so (laughs) there we go (laughs) Hey, uh, can you all uh, can you all tell the? Would you guys be Olson sons then? Huh? Is that is that uh, is that is that appropriate? Uh, Olsons and sons. 
I have no idea. Okay. All right. <laughs> just, just tell them where they can find we'll, you. We'll, we'll, we'll workshop it. All right. D- uh, tell them where they can I, find you on Twitter, huh? I'm at Kaelson716. Also, thanks to Tetanus, this of their song Lustless, as I theme music, to the bottom Bandcamp, SoundCloud, Facebook, all that jazz. Uh, you can find me in Caleb's Old Room or on Twitter at Pickup Line. <laughs> 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 Joke's on you, man. We sold our my childhood home. <laughs> so I guess I'm just squatting <laughs> there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me at Lockstock Spock, where I don't tweet very much, and at Two United Fans, where I tweet a lot along with Caleb. So, but you probably already knew that. Hey, you can also find this podcast at patreon.com slash fans or find podcast providers everywhere. And we shall return with another episode of We Call It Soccer next week. Goodbye, everyone.